But it's a Would You Rather Wednesday, Fitzy. So we ask very simple questions. Would you rather this or would you rather that? And then you have to choose this or that and explain why. Okay, How's Rich, that? well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell the audience this. I'm going to carry over something from the previous break where oh, I promised I, I would look up how much our Bruins same game parlay, parlay oh, yeah, would pay out. Okay, how about this? Mm. Would you rather win nothing tonight or would you rather risk $10 okay. on the FanDuel Sportsbook in a Bruins same game parlay, Rich Keefe show style of Bruins money line over six and a half goals in a Connor McDavid anytime goal? $10 will win you $83.15 American. I hope you're sitting down out there. You're listening to that. That's not bad at all. You still got three hours to get that bet in, by the way, because it's a late one tonight. It's a 10-10 tilt, and if I may say so, yeah, I might we're get broadcasting that. That from good. WROI. That is a nice return on investment. Uh, I, was, I would say so. Yeah, I might do that in the next uh, the next break. That sounds too good, too good to pass up. What a day and age that we can talk about, like, yeah, during a commercial break, I'm going to gamble. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm glad I'm alive now. It is. This is a nice time. We've, we're finally in the best times. <laughs> There's nothing wrong in the world. This Just is... the way God meant it. <laughs> this is definitely the happiest I believe of the it times. was your idol who said it was God's plans, Diz. Mm. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Drake. Drake. Uh, Drake. You know Drake. Uh, all right. Would you yeah, rather, yeah. Fitzy, would you rather have an NBA All-Star game like you had on Sunday or... No NBA All-Star game. I'll take no NBA All-Star game. Thank you. We're kind of getting there because we, we had this same question, not in this segment, right? This show is relatively new, but as it related to the Pro Bowl, like there was many years where it was just like, all right, are they, what are they doing? Like all, they're just so desperately trying not to get hurt, but they're also trying to play football, and it was just really weird. It took them – it was long overdue, but they finally scrapped it. And they're like – Let's just have all the guys show up and we'll film it and they can just kind of play grab ass for a little bit and we'll call that the Pro Bowl. Fine, whatever. The NBA, and I know a lot of the uh, the older uh, fans of the league are like really upset and they really want changes, but I don't know how you're going to be able to go back to it being like a real game. Guys take off regular season games. Guys barely play defense and trot up and down the court in the regular season and launch threes there. So what do you think this exhibition is going to be? And I also wonder, too, like, all All-Star games are or were better when you were a kid. It's a fact. Like, just every single one of them was so much better when you were a kid. I wonder if even kids today enjoy the NBA All-Star game. Like, they have to like seeing their favorite players, but you could probably speak to this. As a matter of fact, I can. As I recounted with Hart on our Sunday program, uh, Saturday night, it was uh, the majority of the weekend was me and the 11-year-old. Okay. And... Saturday night, uh, whilst eating some late-night pizza, we watched the three-point contest as well as Sabrina Ionescu versus Steph Curry in the one-off male versus female Billie Jean King-style three-point shooting contest. Yep, very good. No comments were made Kenny Smith or Reggie Miller style about ball size, distance, or whatever else that would stir the masses they or were ruffle a, feathers. They were a rough list in those two. That, but that was a tough mix. That was, I mean, I, why do that? Like, you employ Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal's sitting in the front row, for God's sakes. Everybody's, ju- everybody's jumping over him in the dunk contest. And by the way, kids, yeah. kids now, like, you thought we love Shaq? Like, I'm sure in the day you either had or wanted an Orlando Magic Black number 32 or a Penny Hardaway jersey. I, was say, I like Penny more than Shaq, but I get your point. Yeah, people love Shaq. You know yeah. oh, I love those jerseys. I, you know what I did have? I had the Shaq Diesel tape. I was in on that, Stiz. Were you in on any of the Shaq rapping? Nah. It was not great, yeah. but uh, I definitely... It was ungood. I had one of the one of the tapes. 
That's so funny because I was first in line to yeah. go see both uh, Steel and Kazam. Steel, 1997 Steel, almost mm-hmm. made our list for worst comic book movie ever made. Just figured One it wasn't. The worst movies ever made. It wasn't Kazam might enough. be the most insulting <laughs> movie ever made. <laughs> yeah. And then he had Shaq Fu, the video game. He had his hand in a lot of different pots back he in did. the 90s. But, but like my yeah, kid, my 11-year-old son, Thomas, yeah. loves Shaq. Every time he was on screen, he'd say, Dad, there's Shaq. Oh, my God, Shaq's there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, um, even though I live in an area that is awash with great pizza options, he always says, like, Dad, can we get a shakaroni from Papa John's? Shakaroni? <laughs> yeah, like, the, it's, like, it's got so 25% more. more pizza, just like Shaq likes. <laughs> it's actually, uh, spoiler, it's pretty damn good. Is it good? Yeah, all oh, right. It's good. Um, anyway, so we're watching the All-Star game, and he loved the three-point shooting contest, loved the one-off uh, Ionescu versus Curry. As soon as they got to the dunk contest, fell asleep. Yeah. Yeah, I and then what, next night when we watched the All-Star game, he watched for approximately... About as long as he watched uh, the Patriots Cowboys game this fall, like minute and a yeah. half, two, and then he was like, "This stop, this sucks." Oh, this is what this is. Yeah, it's nothing. It's also, also, and this is this is an old man moment. But the another big difference between the All Star games then and now is like growing up uh, in the '90s, it was so much more difficult to watch. Like how many uh, Steph Curry games would I have, or Luka Doncic games, or Jokic games would I have a chance to see as a kid? Uh, or, you know, whoever the 90s version was of those guys. Whereas now it's like I can go on Twitter. And I can see the highlights of every single one of these guys. I can watch any game at any time in any location. So it's not like, ooh, like that was one of the appeals of the MLB All-Star game as a kid. There were certain mm-hmm. National League players. They were almost like cryptids because you never saw them play. They never played against the Red Sox. They were never on TV, or at least, the, you know, the three channels I had growing up. So you're like, oh, my God, that's Tony Gwynn. That's who they were talking about with Tony Gwynn. Wow, Mike Schmidt really hits the ball further, <laughs> yeah, and he's yeah. got a huge mustache. So now, like, that appeal is completely gone. And then when you gone. throw in the fact that they have more than mailed in the game, like, that is a, let's just Which run up and There were 397 it. points scored, yeah. and the effort that Adam Silver undertook to put the teams back in their proper conference's side in hopes that it would be more competitive only to watch everyone just lob dunk passes and whip the ball no, around they don't, for They don't three, care, and it's like you're not going to get play. them to care. I just don't think you're gonna. Yeah, I don't think you're gonna have the game. Too many of these guys are friends. There's like mm. you can count the rivalries on one hand with room to spare. There just aren't. It does, or you want to go back to AAU or whatever? It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't exist anymore. Teams um, only hate each other. So over the weekend, we also uh, were joined by uh, my pal John Corrales from Boston Sports Journal, who does a great job covering the Celtics, and he offered up this fix for All Star Saturday. Okay. Can't fix the All Star game itself. Like that's that's out. That's, that's beyond done. repair. Yeah, that's yeah. like Mac Jones on the Patriots. It's beyond repair. Let's yeah. just be done with it. But Saturday, his fix was a the dunk contest is done horse style. So I go first. I try a dunk. If I make it, you have to now do the dunk I just did. Yeah, that's so, not too and, bad. You get a lot of misses though, so you need uh-huh. so just as soon as you're done with it, yeah, you get a letter yep. and move on. Okay, yep, maybe episode, keep it moving. Uh-huh. Uh, also, uh, the three point contest instead of shooting off racks, you have somebody passing you the ball, so it's catch and release three point style, like kind of like having like your dad or your batting practice coach pitch to you in the All Star game. And three, this is my favorite part. Uh, one, uh, there's a one on one tournament. So eight players do a round-robin, one-on-one tournament, and somebody gets to be crowned the one-on-one champion yeah. of the NBA. Now, there would be major juice of, like, two, like, 
Imagine if it was Luca against Shea Gilders Alexander in a one on one. Yeah, to, like, oh, best it would, of seven. It'd be amazing, but I think what you my fear with the one on one is similar to the dunk contest. Too many guys would be afraid to get embarrassed. Because somebody, if they're really playing for real, someone's getting their ankles broken, and then it's just going to be live on forever. Or someone's going to get stuffed. Well, people in get posterized rope. all the time, and then come back the next night and put up forty points. That's true, but like in a one-on-one in All-Star Weekend with every all the best players in the world are sitting courtside watching you. I think that's why they don't do the dunk contest. I really do. I think they're embarrassed, oh, or they are afraid that, to be embarrassed. That's got to go too, by the way. In its current iteration, that's got to go. Let's be done with that and the All Star game. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, it's probably it's run its course. I think the three point contest is fine as is. You get star players to do it. You run around. You juice the racks. Do whatever you want to do. If you want to bring in a few WNBA players that can shoot lights out, I'm game for that. I could, you could also even do teams if you wanted, and then that way you'd have like put the Splash Brothers on one team. They like the so then you're also relying on another guy to score point or to to make a shot. So it's not as individual. But either way, that's like the one thing I think is fine. Okay, next year, uh, a I want to get a, a a quick temperature check on something from this year, and then your excitement level for something we'll likely see next year. One, what did you think of the LED court? And two, what do you think next year about Steph Curry against Caitlin Clark? Yeah, I definitely want Curry versus Clark next year. That has to happen. Yes. Uh, I also liked the court. I thought the court was good. Now, it sounds like it's not, it's too slippery to play a game on it. Yeah. You, know, you can't do it. And, like, I know some of the guys, even Jalen Brown talked about after the dunk contest how slippery it was. But it was cool. It added a little something extra. I kind of thought it, I mm-hmm. liked it. Yeah, so did I. I thought it was really, I thought it was really fun that they were showing highlights on it, changing yeah. colors, different, uh, emulating different home courts. For, for an all-star yeah. game or an, a, an exhibition, yeah. I was pretty slick. Uh, going back to, the, like, fixes, because I know I, I, a lot of people have had them. I haven't even read all of them, so I'm like, I don't know. I think you're kind of screwed here. But you mentioned one-on-one. Do you think you could get guys to play competitive three-on-three? And if you're like, hey, you're only playing to, like, 11. So it's not like, hey, you got to play this whole game. So like, can, can you play a little, like, a, can you try for 11 points and do, like, a three-on-three thing? Just because the five-on-five five full court ain't it. Like, it ain't, unfortunately, it's, no. there's no future to it. It's not going to happen. Then let them draft their own three-on-three three teams and have a three-on-three yeah. three tournament on yeah. Sunday. That, again, that I'd watch. And if it goes over well, maybe we stepped into something. And that's kind of stealing. if it doesn't, like, at least we tried. Yeah, like, kind of like the NHL, right? Like, they have they have multiple teams, and then the winner stays on or whatever whatever they do. They have, like, a little uh-huh. quick four teams, and then boom. That, that might be an idea. All right, would you rather... Baker Mayfield or Justin Fields, if you're the New England Patriots? Baker Mayfield in the heartbeat. Okay. Now, you have to pay I, him a lot more money. Yeah, so with Fields, you're going to have to give up a pick. You're probably going to have to give up number 34. I know. Well, we'll see as we get That's closer to the draft. player that you're going to have for four years. Yeah. And people, keep, people keep forgetting this. You're, you're giving up a very high, like a veritable first-round pick. Pick 34 is just a, practically in the first round. That in a yeah, sixth-rounder yeah. can get you back into the first round if you want to. Uh, or a fifth rounder. So not only are you giving up a high asset for Fields, but you're going to have to make up your mind on his fifth-year option, ASAMFP, and probably lock him up to a long-term deal. So you're basically looking at committing a French load of money, if you will. That was the me saying something different than what you thought I'd say. <laughs> uh, to, to pay this guy. So now you're committing to him. You're kind of pot committing to him for a while, whereas yeah. like Baker Mayfield just showed you that he can still sling it in this league, and if you give him some decent weapons, sling it and win, and yeah. like keep you in games. I and oh, you don't have to give up a pick for him either. Because we're on the uh, the draft Marvin Harrison bandwagon, mm-hmm. I would say 
I guess my priority, you sort of eliminate those top three quarterbacks. So it would probably be Baker Mayfield, Justin Fields, Bo Nix, I guess would probably be my next order. Because I'm not anti-Justin Fields by any stretch, but I think I would probably prioritize Baker Mayfield because then you get to keep the pick. You get a quarterback, you get Marvin Harrison, and then you can grab a big Haas tackle or something at 34. You know who it doesn't sound like will be pro Marvin Harrison Jr. at three? I don't think Elliot Wolf is going to be. Chris Price, I don't know if you had a chance to read this over the weekend. Uh, he reposted it. It was published last Friday. He did a nice little uh, little piece talking to people that knew Elliot Wolf. Um, yeah. Excuse me, the Wolf of Ball Street. Yeah, yes. right, exactly. Um, Wolfman. And spoke to uh, Ron Wolf, his dad, and yep. then other people that he had worked with in the league and that have known him for a long time. And Ron Wolf's line was, you know, isn't it something along the lines, as I paraphrase here, how badly you need a quarterback? What are you going to do, draft a wide receiver and have no one to throw him the ball? <laughs> well, no, unless they know for sure they could get Mayfield. Now, there's no guarantee that you're getting Mayfield. Plus, you know, he could very well stay with the Bucks because they, Elliot Wolf was the assistant GM in Cleveland for two years. The first year, so yeah. you don't know if these were his ideas, if he signed off on it, or he might have been the one guy in the room that was like, no, don't do this. But he was there in Cleveland when they drafted Baker Mayfield number one overall, and then he was there in 2019 when they traded their first-round pick for Odell Beckham. So, like, those are two things overall that I like, like being aggressive, mm-hmm. trading a first-round pick for an established player. Now, unfortunately, it didn't work out, but that was a big swing that they wanted to take. And he also took uh, Denzel Ward at four overall. So, like, a good, good player. That worked out really yeah, well. Yeah, no, definitely. 